Okay. Good morning, everyone. I don't know where the internet is yet, but there are those people. Uh, we thought we finished the drop earlier today. So every now and then, I feel like um, you know the Wizard of Oz. We pull back the curtain, you know, like the 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 Mishnah. We have a lot of rules, but we don't know what the background is. You know, where's the where's the drash? Where does it come from? So now we're gonna every now and then the Gemara gives you a little taste of that. Um, the challenge is that we um, we're not so familiar with how the rules work. We have somewhat of a flavor of the rules of the of how we interpret the verses, but we end up going through it relatively fast, and uh, we don't always get. Um, uh, sometimes we can get into it more than others. Let's just put it that way. But this is one of those pages, one of the drasha pages. Um, we're talking about the two penalties for stealing. The regular penalty is the double, paying back kefal, and that applies. And then there's a special penalty when somebody steals somebody's kosher animal and then checks it or sells it, that they not only have to pay back double, but they have to pay four or five times. Um, uh, and we, uh, we say that for sure, dalad vahey. And so the question is, where does that apply um, that you pay those um, the fees, and where doesn't it apply? So um, we said that it applies to um, all types of animals, including birds. If you steal your neighbor's parakeet, you're going to have to pay back double. So our question was, uh, how do we interpret the verse to understand even those types of animals when the animals listed were... Uh, were specific types of animals. And there's more to it than that, and that is that the way the Torah tells us that is using the technique called klal prad klal, which is the Torah gives you certain specific examples to tell you that even though we're learning a general rule, the klal, it has to be like the specific examples. And since the specific examples were animals, so I would have, wouldn't I naturally exclude birds? That's really the question. Why don't we say that birds are excluded? Uh, let's try that again. Um, five lines from the bottom. E Maya Prat, the specific example given in the Torah, it's something that is carcass. We're on uh, 62b at the bottom. Uh, the examples were things that when they die, their carcasses cause impurity. And you can't touch them, move them, or carry them. So, therefore, this would only apply to similar things. Shouldn't we have excluded stealing birds? <laughs> Shouldn't we have excluded that? So, the Gemara says, Could you say that? It, it said if you steal a sweater, you steal a garment. So, obviously, it's not limited to certain types of animals. Gemara says, I know, but Anan Bebalechaim Kamrinan. But in the category of animals, maybe it's only a certain type. So, Ema, let us say, Bebalechaim, Dovashin Vastamitama Masa, in Dovashin Vastamitama Masa, lo. Why don't we say only that animal, uh, types of animals that are similar? As we turn to today's page, that was the question we left with you, you with last night. Stay tuned. Now we get there. Why do we. Uh, don't we exclude birds? The answer is the hakol chad v'chad klau prat. 
and uh, this is still part of the question, and why would we naturally exclude uh, birds specifically if we have other categories? Because each specific one, example, was a general specific, was separate, Darshini light, Alba Ophus low. And uh, therefore, it, it would be consistent to exclude the birds. So the Mara answers, Im Kane, if that were true. Good morning, Michael. We're on Samakimul Amad Allah 63a at the top, and we're explaining this question about the rules where robbers pay double, uh, that the examples given were, were animals that typically have impurity when they die, animals of carcass, excluding birds who don't have those same rules. So why don't we exclude birds from the rules? So the Gemara answered the rules of double payback. The Gemara says, uh, The Torah could have written only one example. If it wanted to be picky over here, so to speak, if the Torah wanted to limit this rule to very specific animals and not others, uh, so it should have only written one, one animal. And then we would know that it has to be very similar. So the Gemara says, uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, Nikta, which one do you want to write? Which animal would we pick? If the Torah had only written ox, and only oxes. So you know what? I would have said only animals that like the ox can be brought as carbonos. Those are eligible for uh, double. But what about if you steal somebody's donkey? Right? A donkey, you don't bring... A donkey is an impure animal. You don't bring that on the Mizbeach. So the Torah had their... If it had only written sure, I would have said kosher animals. That's a, you steal an animal that a person can have for supper and they could bring on the Mizbeach, then we give you the big penalty. But if you just steal a beast of burden, maybe not. Uh, but the Gemara says, but it wrote donkey. So, if it wrote donkey, so actually donkeys are interesting. Even though they're a, a, an impure animal, they, they had a very good use. They had, they, they're unique. They have a special mitzvah of firstborn. I would have said, all right, you, you don't really bring it as a Corbin, but you have this status of firstborn donkey. So, okay. So, if this were true, that we only want certain animals, then it should have stuck with the ox and the donkey. Why did it write the sheep? So, we come to include the birds, just like the sheep. So the fact that Torah gave three examples, so clearly the Torah doesn't want to limit uh, the penalties to only certain ones. Because it said three different, if it only wrote one, I would have said maybe just like the one, if it wrote two. But now that it's written three, obviously it includes everything. Umara says, yeah, but maybe the, even the ones given are all very pure animals. Maybe it's only kosher birds. Do me a sad, the metamba ganama bezabliya. Um, the uh, kosher birds, uh, they also have a form of impurity uh, if there's a carcass and you swallow it. It's just an interesting expression that uh, the, the animals, you could get tummy by touching. But a bird, it's only if it goes in a person's mouth. If they eat a piece of bird carcass and it goes in their bezablia. Well, the, it's the throat. It's the throat. Even the mouth, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's interesting. <clears throat> I, I don't, you know, the, the, we'll talk a little bit about that in Hulin. 
but it, it, but the kosher birds that are are subject to that. Avo ofus tameus. But let's say somebody steals your pet vulture, or I uh, don't know what's another good t- uh, you know bird that's for sure tame. I don't know the. Uh, the problem with birds are that a lot of them might be kosher. We don't know. We're not such a... But a vulture is clearly a... Uh, a t- somebody steals your pet vulture, the less butuma. There's no tumor. Low tamid gunner basically that it doesn't have this rule. If you swallow it, it conveys tumor. Low. So basically, we're back to the drawing board. How did we know to include the birds, even the tummy birds, in the rule of theft of all creatures? The Lemur answers because it uses the word call. It says all. Ribuyahu. It says the word all, and so all is all. And therefore, since it said uh, the word all in the Pasuk, therefore we included um, even the non-kosher birds. Um, let's see, where is that Pasuk? Anybody know what that Pasuk is? Rush. I'm looking for the wording, I'll call Dover Pesha, call, yeah, okay, that was, the, it was the Pasuk, uh, we quoted it, much Shemos Chav Gimel, I'll call Dover Pesha, on any, on any, uh, so all, the word all comes to include not only the ones mentioned, but even, even if you steal somebody's vulture, you get ready to pay back double, okay, fine, so Lumora says, is that a good rule? So that, see, now, now that we've said that it, this is the rule of interpreting the Chumash, so it's got to be consistent with other cases. Is that true? Is it always true? Again, I, I don't know why certain Gomorrahs love to just, you know, focus on all the drushes. Other Gomorrahs avoid the drushes. You know, it depends on the day in the study hall. So, well, we said a new rule over here. We said since the Torah used the word kol, therefore it didn't, it wanted, it didn't want to be specific. It meant to include all, all birds and the rule of theft, paying back double. So, but let's look at another scenario in the Torah, in a Pasuk, where it used the word kol. So there's what's called Nicer Shani, where you, uh, you, uh, you set aside the tithe, uh, and you don't actually bring the fruits uh, up to Yushalayim, but you deconsecrate them onto the money, and then you bring the money up to Yerushalayim, and then you spend the money on certain types of things. That's Meister Shani money. And which types of things are you eligible to spend the money on? Like, uh, in the, uh, I have like a health savings account and you're, you can use it to pay for certain kind of health expenses, you know. With, and at the drugstore, they actually tell you on the receipt, like, you know, this is eligible for FSA or whatever. You know, the, the, you, can, you can buy Band-Aids and you can buy cream, but you can't buy, I don't know, whatever else. You know, the soda doesn't go on the health savings account. Okay. So here also, you've got your Miser savings account. What are you eligible to use your Miser for? So the Pusik says like this. You can use the money, whatever you want. You can spend your Miser Shani money. Whatever. So if we only stop there, it sounds like you can go to the amusement park with your Miser Shani. Whatever you want. But that's a general thing. But then it says, own. No. You, you're talking about steak and talking about lamb chops. Uba yayin and wine, uba shake or beer. Uh, that's very specific. No, it's not. You can't You go to the amusement park with your mice or money. It's very specific to kosher food. Uba kolasher tishalcha nafshecha. Well, that's a very general, whatever you ask for. Somebody's going to ask for something else. Do you have this on the menu? Chazer, 
klal. So the the all of the the format is this general specific format. It's got to be similar to the examples. Maya prat pre These are things that grow from the ground. Either they grow from the ground or they're raised on the ground. I've called pre pre It's got to be something similar uh, to that. Um, by the way, gedule karka is going to come to exclude fish. You can't buy a good fish with your Meister Shady money. That's what Rashi says. Gedule karka lemute dogim. The, uh, let's see, the, uh, the and, uh, sorry, the earlier Rashi, what's a fruit from a fruit would exclude uh, uh, mushrooms. Mushrooms aren't really a growing thing. They, they, uh, they grow in a different way. So again, the, the examples given are, are exclusionary in that there are certain types of things. So you have limits about the types of food you can put on your Meister Shani bill. So, uh, but over there, it uses the word coal, and we don't say everything. We're specific. So how, over here, we said the examples of birds come to include the vultures, everything, and we were expansive because we said the word coal includes everything. But over there, in a very similar drasha in Meister Shani, it said, coal, whatever you want. And we said, not so fast. You can't use whatever you want. No mushrooms and uh, no fish uh, on your Meister Shani bill. So uh, the coal over there wasn't expansive. So w- which is it? So Morris said, you got to look a little more carefully. He, Omri, bakol, if it says bakol, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the general thing. Coal uh, is a ribuyihil. Over there it says in all. Uh, so bakol asher, that word doesn't mean everything. Even though bakol has coal in it. But I guess the base means not all in the all. We're not used to thinking of it. It's, it said bakol asher tavenashecha, whatever you desire. So we're saying that's bakol. But over here it says coal. Coal is a reboy. Bakol is not. That's what he wants to say. That's one answer. You don't have to like... Now, by the way, whenever there's another answer, that means some people were skeptical of that answer. <laughs> okay? But that's first... So first of all, you want to ask us a question why we didn't darshan that way by Meiser. Well, that's Bakol. This is coal. It's two different, two different worlds. Or, Eboy Sam, if you want, coal Klalahu. You're right. Anytime... Usually, coal... It doesn't include everything. It's a general rule. But our coal is different. It's a ribuhu. Kol dehacha ribuhu. You have to be able to look at the specific pasuk to see whether it's, it means to be inclusive or not. So the more it says, That's general. And if you want to say that when it said So he's saying that there seems to be something extra here. So that's why Our question was, how do we know that it comes to uh, include things not mentioned? And so the answer is when it writes something extra, so we see our specific case clearly, it meant to include other things. So Morris says, Hashta Amis So, all right. So now that we're coming to be so uh, inclusive, uh, when we want to decide when we hit the robber with the, with the penalty, uh, you know, we're not, not anxious to let him off. He's got a, you know, he stole, he's, uh, you know, the, 
technically, by the way, um, we want we're, we usually want to penalize the robber more than double. You know, in, 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 our, in the secular culture, you want to lock them away for years or whatever. The, but the Torah only mentions like paying back double or four and five. But once they pay back double, that's it. They, uh, they're, they're done. Now, obviously, if the guy still steals, then society has to protect itself. But, um, uh, uh, but that's, uh, we want to include other cases where you pay back double. So if that's true, kol hani prati lamali. But we did give certain examples. So the Morris said, well, chalamute karka, one, if you steal land, you don't pay back double. The chalamute avadim, and one, to exclude slaves, if you steal somebody's slave, you don't pay back double. The chalamute shtaris, if you steal somebody's check, you don't pay back double. And uh, so that's how, so basically we've worked our way through our drasha. But what about Simla? Why, what, why, what was the example of a garment? What did that exclude? So the Morris says, lamute davr she'enim we use it to exclude something that isn't defined well. So uh, it's funny. I, I gave you an answer that uh, it's not clear how you define something that's not defined, which is a great. Yeah, let's do the bottom Rashi. She'en lebalim simenbo. If the owner has no way to identify it as his, you don't pay back double. The object. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. That's the. That's a little different than the way I was saying. But Tosus has a problem with this. Bottom Tosus. Something that the owner can't identify. In other words, if you steal his personal item, you pay back double. But if you steal something that doesn't even have his name on it, you can't even tell you exactly what's his. That you don't have to double. That's the way Rashi learns. But Tosa says, that's difficult. What's the logic behind that? What, what do we care whether he put his name on it or not, whether you've got to pay back double? So therefore, the Riva wants to learn differently uh, what it means, uh, the Simon. And it's a little bit of a question, Dover Musuyim. Um, he says that um, he wants to say, by the way, like if you have half a pomegranate, you don't pay back double because you didn't take back a whole thing. If you steal a whole thing, you've got to pay back double. But if you steal a partial, in other words, if let's say you steal half a, you know, a third of a cookie, you don't have to give back two-thirds of a cookie. <laughs> it's only when you steal a whole object that you replace the... Um, Tosa wants to go in that direction. Uh, but again, it's, it's really part of a... It's not such a clear... It's funny. It's not Masuya what Davershain Masuya means. It's not so clear. But there is something excluded over here. In other words, by picking a garment, it is excluding something. Uh, so, fine... So we've actually come out why we have the examples that we do, that we did include a number of things, and we did exclude a number of things. Um, now, what about the one more part here that we left out? Al-Kol Aveda. What, why does it say on any, and, and anything that's lost to a person? What does that teach you? Uh, again, the, the Torah uses, it could have just said, you steal, you pay double. <laughs> it would have been very, but the Torah has like a whole verse and a half over here. With three a cloud prod cloud, so what does it teach us? So the Gemara answers that's for a different case. And we actually mentioned it yesterday. There's the robber, and there's the person who claim there's the one who steals, and the person who claims something was stolen from him. The, the person who claims something is stolen from him 
is where you ask the person to watch your item. You gave your person your sheep, your thing to watch, and then when you went to pick it up, he said, I'm sorry, I don't have it, it was stolen, uh, or it was lost. So uh, what happens if, and then it turns out he's a liar. It wasn't stolen, he just, uh, he kept it himself. So the, we come to include that, not only when you, steal, when you steal, there's a certain chutzpah involved in stealing, to go to somebody's backyard, take his sheep off his property, and put it in your truck and r- drive away, that's like, that's there the Torah gives the penalty because you've gone, you've invaded his space and pulled it away from him. But if he actually gave it to you and you're just a liar, that's not the same theft. He went to pick it up. You said something happened to it. So you didn't actually go and take it away from him. He gave it to you. You just didn't feel like giving it back. So, again, it's, it's also stealing, but it's what we call tointinus ganef. So we want to include that in the paying of double. That even that's a dirty trick, so to speak. He trusted you, and instead of giving it back, you made up a lie. So just like a ganef pays double, what's called tointinus ganef pays double. That's what we do with the extra pasuk. Let's read the words. Uh, that's Rukhir, Adam, Akiva, tointinus ganef aveda, mishalom teshlumei kefu. You pay... Um, now, this would include, by the way, if you find a lost object, and the guy said, great, I'm glad you found it. Yeah, but I found it, but then it got stolen. Right? So, uh, so you pay double. That includes uh, any kind of Aveda. You found it. Great, I'm glad you found it, but after I found it, it got stolen. You know, sometimes you found it, and you say, I kind of like this. I don't want to give it back. So, again, he didn't do an act of theft. Um, I, I was giving you the Toin Tainus Ganev B'Kadon, actually. Our Gemara now here is Toin Tainus Ganev by Aveda, uh, where he found it. He, when he first got it, he didn't steal it. He just found this wandering lamb or he found this lost object, but then he decided to keep it. And so that's, even though he never actively stole it, you pay back double. So that's what we learn. Back to the Gemara. Shinemra, Kol Aveda, Asher Yomer. Tanan Hassan, we learned over there. Now we get to the Toin Tanis Ganav by Pekadon. I, I, I knew we would get there. So again, we have a number of cases. I, I, my natural thing, again, in English, a, a crook is a crook. You know, it doesn't matter if he went to my property and took it. It doesn't matter if he, if he lied about giving it back. It didn't matter if he found it. Oh, I found it, but then I kept it, right? Those are all, those are all thieves. But really, we learned that out from the Psukim that they all faced the similar penalty of paying double. So, where is my object that you were supposed to watch? Uh, I'm sorry, it got lost. So, do you, you need to swear that it got lost, that you didn't just take it? Now, with animals, usually the Veda is the animal got lost because it disappeared. Animals can disappear because you know, they, they walk away on their own. You know, it's out in the pasture and it, uh, it disappeared. You know, the, and we don't necessarily blame the, if you were doing them a favor, you're not obligated, you know, if, if, if the animal disappeared, you know, that you, you weren't being paid to watch it, it could be you're exempt as long as you swear that it, you know, it was of it, it, it ran away. So the Lord said, Omar Amen. Now, the way you swear is he, uh, he says, do you swear? And he says, Amen, yes, I confirm that it was, it was lost. And then guess what? We find out that he had it for supper. What a chutzpah. So, Mishalem Esther Karen, 
he's going to have to pay back what he stole. Uh, now, if he came back on his own, he's got to pay back Karen for lying falsely. He's going to have to add the fifth, and he's going to have to bring an offering. Pretty expensive supper that he ate there, Russia. Hey, Kivadani, let's say we, a guy says, where's my object? And he says, it was stolen. And the witnesses testify that he stole it. He's going to pay back double. If he admits on himself, then he's going to pay back the item, add the fifth, and the guilt offering. But what do we see from this whole uh, uh, drusha that we brought down? That when the person claimed, two lines from second wide line, where the person claims um, that it was stolen, to Mishalem Kefo, you see that then he pays back double. Now, what about Tanis Ovid? So now we're getting into the nuance of this halacha. There's two different, uh, again, a person goes to get his sheep back, uh, goes to get back his donkey, and the guy says, I got bad news, it got stolen. Or I've got bad news, it was lost. So the question is, do you pay back double? And, and it turned out he lied in both cases. He ate it for supper. So the question is, do you pay back double? So we actually seem to differentiate between whether he said it was lost or it was stolen. We see over here, Vitoin Tainas Ganav, if you claimed it was stolen, then you pay back double. A Vitoin Tainas of it, but if you just said it got lost, lo Mishalim, Teshlumekefi, you won't pay back double. That doesn't apply if you said it was lost. And even if you claimed it was stolen, when you pay back double, because not only did you lie about it, you took an oath. This implies that if you didn't swear, uh, he didn't make you swear that it was stolen, then you wouldn't pay back double. Where do we know this from? It comes out now that the paying back double is, is in some cases is because you took an oath to it. Not only did you, well, when you steal, there's no oath. You, your person went to the guy's property and took it. This case, where he asked you to watch it, and he went to get it back, and the guy said, I, I can't give it back to you because it was stolen, there you take the oath. So we're saying the penalty only applies after you take the oath. So where do we know that from? So now we're going to get into that part of the Drashim. If you find the crook, that particular Pasuk is talking about where he claimed it was stolen. Would you say that's what that particular verse is talking about? Maybe that verse is talking about where he stole it straight out. It says, if the Ganav wasn't found, so clearly, what does it mean it wasn't found? Because he claimed it was stolen, and then we found out it wasn't stolen. We learned over there, the other Pasuk, that's talking about where he stole it himself. Is that talking about maybe it's that other Pasuk says if he wasn't found, that's so what do we say? So again, you have two Pasukim, one for the guy that steals it himself, and one for where he was watching it, and he claims it was stolen from him, and he made up the story. But everybody agrees, if you don't find that it was actually stolen, that the Pasuk is speaking about. How do you see it from the words? Because it says, 
if it's not found like he claimed, but he himself stole it, then he pays back down. Fine. So we just kind of explained how we knew the Pusuk was referring to that case. Uh, not just a plain robber, but a, a somebody who claimed it was stolen from him and made up the story. And how do you know that it only applies where he actually swore falsely that this is what happened? Titania. Uh, that's easy, because it says, it says, we bring him to God. Uh, actually, it means we bring him to the authorities. Uh, who is that? Lishvua. It means he goes to court and swears. At Omar Lishvua doesn't mean he swears. Maybe it means you got to sue him. Because uh, it says, where he grabs it. And it mentions that in the earlier Pasuk, just like over there, we're talking about he's got to swear to it. Afkan uh, Lishvua. It, it's from the verses itself, it's clear that if you make the claim that you don't have it because it was stolen, that you got to swear. So, so very good. We've explained the two psukim. One's talking about the crook, the robber, and one's talking about the guy who claims it was robbed. So that's why we have two psukim. But according to the one who says, both of them are talking about why do we got to repeat ourselves? Why do we need to... One of them comes to exclude, only says it when he says it was stolen, not when he says it was lost. Um, I, 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 the, the, I always wonder, you know, when you say it's lost, it better be a good loss. You know, it's like I lost my homework. You know, I, does that fly or not? You know, you've got to have a pretty good, you know, uh, uh, explanation for how it got. Yeah, I guess if it's a sheep, you know, it walked away, the dog ate my homework. One of them is by the robber, it's not extra. How does he know that when you say it's lost, it doesn't apply? So the answer is, there's an extra hay over there. The haganov is coming to include, meaning the, there's the robber and then there's the guy who didn't rob but claims it was robbed. That they're both uh, about the guy who claims they robbed the mutilate tointanis of it to exclude if he claims it was uh, lost. God of high God of my What does he use this pasuk for? Because we we pointed out a new drusher from the extra hay the the God of. What do we use that for? What's his motive for acting like he knows something was stolen? He doesn't have to give it back. But he didn't, looking for he, a way to keep it. Something that was put into his rishus. Oh, I see. He didn't actually do it, but it ended up before. Right. We laid the witnesses testify he ate it for supper. So he did. He was kind of like passive in the whole deal. Correct. There's another drusha we need to know over here. What is that? That's the drusha of If somebody claims it was stolen, and then if he shechted it, he's going to pay. Not only does he get the double, but he'll even get the four or five. But the Gemara said, according to the one who uses both psukim, the haiganav, haiganav, and he uses the extra K, Afik Lamute Tainus to exclude where it was stolen, not where it was lost and not stolen. How does he know this, this important drusha, Erechia Barava, that, uh, that you pay four and five? That, that both the penalties apply to that case. The answer is once the Torah compares the Ganaf 
to the Toin Tainus Ganef, that's the Torah means to compare them. That's a hekish. The Ein Meshivan al Hakesha. Once we know that they're the same, once you're going to tell me that the guy that steals and the guy that, that claims it was stolen and told a lie is considered a crook, so we compare them in all ways. So if, if, if you know the Ganef pays double in four and five, you'll know the Toin Tainus Ganef pays four and five. Because the Torah compares the two. So, uh, the when you learn a Kavachomer, we say, wait a second, maybe the maybe the Torintanus Ganav isn't as bad as the Ganav, you know, or is different. But once the Hekish, that particular kind of drash, you don't ask questions on. The Torah compares the two. It means we don't we don't say maybe it's different. The Torah compared the two. So Bishlam Maybe I'm sorry, to say it a little different. It sounds like that this kind of Hekish pretty rock solid. The Gemara is coming along and saying, oh, but by the way, Ein Meshivan, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. That sounds like, no, that's, that's, there's no asking on it. There's no going back on it. No, this is, this is pretty solid, no? Yeah, it's stronger than, uh, let's do the Rashi on that. Uh, Rashi Hekesha, second line from the top. Uh, what makes something a Hekesh? Even this, because it's next to each other. Hanikra, Ishkis, it compares Ganef the Torah clearly putting them next to each other, association, they're in the same category. My Just like the good-for-nothing robber who steals it and checks it's going to pay for a five-im tabuchumachar if he steals it or he fences it. But you could ask questions. You could say, When the guy steals, he doesn't, even if he didn't take the witness stand, even if he didn't lie in court, he's going to pay back double. But we see that by it has to be not only did he lie, but he lied in court. She can't ask questions because this is a hekish. Like we say, Um, that's one way he wants to learn. Um, okay. Uh, we'll stop. We won't finish the Rashi. Rashi says another pshat, and then he lav milses it. And he says that's not the pshat. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting why it's unusual for Rashi to do that, to bring... I think he felt that there's this other explanation, but then he had to say, I personally don't like it. I feel like lav milsehi, but it's just... But we're, we're not going to lav milsehi. We're not even going to take a look at it for now. Back to the mark. Uh, the, the new thing that we had, though, is that when you have a heckish, that certain types of things you can say, well, how do you know, compare the two, maybe they're different, but once you heckish it, you don't ask questions on your heckish. Um, so, if you say one is talking about the robber and one's talking about the tinus gun, so everything worked out good. But according to the view, but both of them are only referring to uh, both psukim are referring to uh, where it was given to him, and then when you went to pick it up, he claims it was stolen. So, Ganavatu Manole, which verse is talking about the robber himself? So, Gemara says, well, maybe let's Kavachomer the robber. If you're going to tell me when he claims it was stolen, we throw the book at him. So, imagine if he stole it himself. Certainly, we should throw the book at him. That's, that's not logical. Like, if this guy didn't steal it. It was given to him fair and square. All he decided to do was he likes it a lot. He ain't giving it back. Mm. 
and we still, you know, pay back all the penalties. So Kavachomer, if the guy goes to the other guy's property and steals it, he's going to pay all the penalties. But the Gemara says, If that's true, we only have the right to learn it out under the same circumstances. is is only when you had to take the witness stand that you pay back double. So here also, the guy goes to your property, steals a person's sheep, shecks it and eats it, um, he still isn't going to pay back double unless he lied about it in court. You'd have to find a way to get him to court and accuse him of stealing and say, who, me? And only then would you be able to get him for double. But if you just catch him red-handed, you, can't, you wouldn't get it. So, uh, so how do we know it? So the Lamar says, no problem. There's another drasha out there. What is the other drasha? It's the Tani de Bechiskia, the Tanya, and we'll stop here and we'll leave the Tani de Bechiskia for tomorrow uh, to know the regular Ghana pays back double according to this explanation. So again, we had the curtain lifted, a lot of the background for how do we know which cases pay double. And uh, the, the part that we had is that there's the Tointinus Ganef, where he claims it was stolen. And what's unique about that is he's actually got to claim it by taking an oath, and then a regular robber. And then we had the new thing is, uh, when he makes the claim it was stolen, what about if he doesn't say it was stolen, it was just lost, it disappeared. So is that the same or not? So we kind of opened that subject. There's a difference between claiming it was stolen and claiming Aveda. And I think I told you, like I said, when a kid claims that I lost my homework, you don't have as much Rachmanus as if it was stolen. You know? Oh, the robber came to the house. He stole my homework. What am I supposed to do? You know? That's right. not specified yet the kind of stolen, though. Because, I mean, we're going to see that, right. you know, Aveda, Geneva, Yeah, right, you know, right, right. They're going to be different levels of responsibility. Yeah, they're correct. Yeah, that's going to come up later in Bamatia and other. Yeah. In other words, certain certain people. What do you mean it was stolen? You're being paid to make sure it's not stolen, right? So that's the, if you borrow it, for example. Yeah. So you can't say, oh, "I borrowed it." What happened? Oh, it got stolen. What do you mean you borrowed it? You borrow. You got You know, I did you a favor. You you know you got to make if if you you go to someone's house and borrow something, you got to bring it back. You know, if, if more doesn't seem to be concerned about those two. Um, it, it will, it will, but not our, not our, we're, we're, we're still focused on the, okay. have a great